Hello, and welcome to the family at World Harvest Outreach. Um, so I have, um, for, I don't know, two months, I can't, I can't really keep track of time, so I think about two months, the Lord has been bringing this story that we're going to read here this morning to my heart. Um, and it's, it's, uh, he's been bringing this word, like wineskin. I just hear it again and again. And, um, so I'm just, I want us to sort of explore it together, um, a little bit. And I have, you know, a few things that I'll share as well, just that I know I'm not going to like, like, I feel like it's such a big idea that I'm going to give you like the things that, you know, Jesus has said, been encouraging me with, but you might have some things to contribute. So I just want to make sure that, you know, like, I want your contribution to the conversation today. Um, So if we could start off by reading Mark, uh, I'm reading it from Mark chapter 2, and we're going to read from verse 18 to 22. Okay. John's disciples and the Pharisees were fasting, and they came and said to him, being Jesus, why do John's disciples and the disciples of the Pharisees fast, but your disciples do not fast? And Jesus said to them, while the bridegroom is with them, the attendants of the bridegroom cannot fast, can they? So long as they have the bridegroom with them, they cannot fast. But the days will come when the bridegroom is taken away from them, and then they will fast in that day. No one sews a patch of unshrunk cloth on an old garment. Otherwise, the patch pulls away from it, the new from the old, and a worse tear results. No one puts new wine into old wineskins, Otherwise, the wine will burst the skins, and the wine is lost in the skins as well. But one puts new wine into fresh wineskins. So that story and those words have been like, I don't know, just like in me. Like the Lord just keeps reminding me of those. And I'm sure that we'll just touch on part of that, I thought how we could sort of open this up is I have uh, a board, the board, the whiteboard, right? Um, And I have three sections on the board. I have wine, and then I have a section for wine skins, and I have new and old. So I think first, if we could together sort of define what these things are. Just sort of work on that together. So what I did is I wrote a few things on cards that I'm going to hand out just randomly. Actually, I'll let someone else hand them out. Um, And if you get one that has something written on it, I would just love for you to come up, grab a piece of tape, and put it where you think in your mind it goes. Easy enough? And then if you have something, as this is sort of, going, if you have something that you think of that you would like to add that I did not think of, because I'm sure I just like coughed out some of the things I think of right away. So if you have some things that you think of, like you're like, oh, how about this for new? Or, oh, or what is this wine that we speak of? You know, Um, then please, I'll have you write that down. I have some Sharpies here and you can put your your word um, in this section that you think it goes in on the board. Um, sometimes I think it helps to like, like I wanted to do both old and new wineskin because sometimes opposites help <laughs> to see what it is and what it isn't or those kind of things. So, yeah, would you? So if you want to pass these out, and then if you have one you think of beyond that, I have cards up here with markers. We're going to do this rather quickly. Oh, no, did I write a funny one? Should I have put, like, the Grinch? That's what I should have done. It's Christmas. I should have put the Grinch. Where does he go? <laughs> I see this could have been a lot better if I had been thinking that way. 
That's right. That's right. Scrooge. I should have done it Christmas fashion. So if you have a card, come up. Here's tape. Get a, a little piece of tape. Put it where you think it could go. And I realize that some of those could be in, multiple, like, in different areas. Just put it where you think it goes best. Good? What would you say? Oh, you do know. <laughs> Where do you think it goes? <laughs> I'm sorry. <laughs> They were like, give them all to Jeff. Okay, so I'm going to read the words that we have up here, and if you think of another word that you think should be included here, come and quickly write it down, okay? So I have under wine, it's, we have what was always meant to fill you, spirit of God, faith, uh, above it all, <laughs> not confined to any category. We have love and joy. And then for new, we have open to new ideas, soft, thankful, believing, forgiving. And then in old, we have anxious, doubt, rigid, unforgiving, hard, bitter, fearful, and disappointed. Is there anything else you think of that wasn't here? that you're like, ooh, this could go in this category. Closed-minded, do, do you wanna write? Double-minded. Double do you wanna do that one too, for Jason? Okay. Co Like a pioneer? Yes, get it. Blazing a trail? <laughs> Any other words that you think of that could describe to us what this wine is, what new might represent or be, and what old might be? <laughs> okay. Okay, so you heard the ones that we added, right? Pioneering, new frontiers, um, double-minded and closed-minded were added to old. Um, yeah. Can you say that on the microphone and then you get it written? 
wine could be considered life, health, and strength, especially at the time that it was written. It was how they were able to travel and do stuff. Okay. Do you want to write them down and put them up there? Yeah. Life, health, and strength. What word are you adding, Denver? I'm adding someone else's experience of the Lord under, under old. Someone else's experience of the Lord is being added under old. Yeah, it's really good. Okay. Any other ideas anyone wants to bring? Herd mentality. Herd mentality. Oh, like like everyone follows. Gotcha. Herd mentality. And where are you going to put that? In the old. Okay, and um, Kathy also suggested that goes along with Diane's sort of off the beaten path, right? Yeah. Um, so I was looking at the old and they're all negative things. And I think sometimes old things can actually be some positive things, but they're just, he's doing something greater and bigger that can hold those things. I don't have like a specific example, but um, traditions, yeah. Yeah, but sometimes like it, it was a good, it was a new thing for that time, but now we've outgrown that and it wasn't necessarily like a, you know, negative thing, but just now there's something, a newer, fresher. So I, I'll respond to that very soon because I actually wanted to sort of talk through that a little bit from, you know, others may have some perspectives too, but thank you for bringing that up. Um, so I think for me, what was uh, maybe helpful for me is to understand that wine is different from the wine skin. Like wine is what fills and the wine skin is what holds. And that was helpful for me to think through, especially when thinking about Jen's thought, because old wine is really actually many times better, <laughs> right? Like if, if it's fermented longer, oftentimes those flavors develop. You know, I think of like maturity. I think of those kinds of things. However, an old wineskin, the container that it's held by, it's actually really important that it doesn't get old. And I only learned that because it kept coming to my mind, so I started reading about wineskins. And, you know, because we don't really use wineskins nowadays, so I sort of had to read because I'm like, I only know, like, bottles or, you know, I don't know, boxes. No, let's not go there, right? <laughs> let's not go there. I'm just saying I'm not really familiar at all with what a wineskin uh, looks like or how it functions. Um... But, so I, I want to say that in, with wine itself, like, there's value to both new and old wine. We'll, we'll talk about that here. Um, but wine skin, even as it's holding something very old, it actually has to stay what they would call fresh which is the idea of new. 
If it doesn't remain fresh, even it can fail. Uh, from like reading just about wineskins. Um, so I have written down here, and I think that this will go along exactly with what you're saying. I, I think so. Um, first I have that when, when I read this story, I think in my previous years when I read this story, I felt like, and this is probably because it was my own lens, right? My own filter that I was reading it through. But I felt like it was, you know, old, you know, fasting, why are you doing that? Bad, you know, old wine skin, you know, you want new wine skin. Like there, there was that kind of way that I read it. And most recently, I have been seeing it as Jesus defending the newness of these ones that just fell in love with him. His point wasn't so much about the wineskin and arguing those things, the, the traditions of the Pharisees or all those things. It was like he was defending them in their first love, in their, oh my word, this is God. Oh my word, I might want to follow this guy. I think he's from heaven. And, and they, that he was sort of like, guys, and, it, and I don't know if, like, if you look back through that story, he's like, there will be a day that they will fast. He wasn't disregarding fasting, right? Because he actually said, there's going to be a day when they will fast. But right now, this new wine is good too. The Pharisees came, you know, and I think that, I don't know. I don't, I don't know if you're hearing what I'm trying to say, but, but like the, I don't, I don't see that Jesus was dismissing old as bad as much as saying, guys, there's value to new wine and old wine. And honestly, both of them require a fresh wineskin. Both require a fresh wineskin. So um, I have, I'm going to try to read a few things so I don't get too off track here. Um, the wine itself, okay, first, new and fresh or old wineskin. Think about it's the condition of our heart in how we carry who he is, right? This is what we're meant to carry, who he is, his spirit, his joy, his, all of him, right? That's what's meant to fill us, but how do we carry it? And I know that, like, you've had weeks of talking about forgiveness, so obviously that, that's a condition of the heart that matters. Um, and honestly, I even got this picture when I was, like, thinking about this the one day. I was like, actually, wouldn't it be amazing if God filled my old wineskin and broke it off of me, right? Like, because that's what Jesus says. He's like, if you put new wine in an old wineskin, it's just going to burst it, right? It's just going to break it. So I actually sort of loved that picture <laughs> just because it sort of is a lot like our, I don't know, how we think here at Who especially, like with our original identity. And when we put these things on us like an old wineskin, like, actually, it might be a blessing at times for that to burst, right? But, um, but uh, I put, the wine itself has so much value, both old and new. It's the wine skin that is not to get old. Value of the old is that it's rich, it's deep, and it's mature. Old wine. It's rich, it's deep, it's mature. It's valuable. And honestly, it's what the Pharisees wanted and nothing else was good enough. In the, does that make sense? That's sort of like what they, where they were at. 
And then the value of new wine, talking just solely about wine, the value of new wine is that it is energetic and expanding. That's what wine is. When it's developing to become a more mature wine. Value what the new will become. I feel like that's what Jesus was doing with his disciples. I feel like Jesus was like, they're coming and asking me, why aren't my disciples doing all these things that mature people of faith should do? And Jesus is like, but look at who they will become. It doesn't mean your fasting is wrong. They will do that. There will be a day when they will, like that will be life for them. But right now, this new wine is beautiful. It's full of life. It's energetic. And it's going to expand me here. That's what Jesus saw, right? These are the, these are the, uh, the people that were like, this was sort of towards the beginning of his ministry, right? These are the people that he knows. They're, they got a long process to go through of learning. But look what they will become. They will become like really, really good wine. They're really good wine now. Just wait. <laughs> um... I wrote down that you can't have old wine without harvesting grapes today, making new wine, and storing it in fresh wineskins that will give it room to grow and develop. I think sometimes, even within ourselves, we sometimes despise the new wine in ourselves. We sometimes ex just like, we just want to get to the this part. Instead of really valuing the new wine that's in us too. Um, and I, I think that within us, we can carry a little bit of both, right? We can have some, some parts of who he is inside of us that has really, you know, been rooted and, and it's, it's rich and deep, right? And then we have other parts, like new revelations that he's opening up to us. Think of all the revelations that have come from the Lord to the church over the years, right? Over the years, the different things that he's revealed. And it's new wine, right? And it's good. It's good. The disciples would learn in time to value the practice of fasting. Jesus defended them in the beauty of their excitement and expanding energy for him and in his presence today. He knew that what they would grow to become and he gave them the room to develop. The pharisaical heart could not see or value the new because the heart had become offended, hardened, bitter, disappointed, and discouraged, rigid, and uninterested in learning new perspectives and new ideas. That's been a big one for me. <laughs> Is in a keeping a and with wineskin, new wineskin also is, that's the same terminology they would use for fresh wineskin, which means it's pliable, it's, it's not brittle, where it will break real quick. Um, it's real porous, I want to say, um, still. And there's... A, you have to have that. You have to have that, right? It's a challenge, though, sometimes. 
And I think we, we've done, we've, oftentimes I think of that in my heart for like, am I staying open? Is my heart open? Is my heart forgiving? Is my heart, which the Lord knows, like that's a continual work in us, right? But then I would say that even more recently, I've had to, like, I've been challenged to embrace new ideas. Like, just, it's okay to embrace new ideas, right? And sometimes that can be a challenge. Like, we think, oh, I, you know, I, Chris and I were talking, well, it seems like it's more of a conversation with us now. Like, how do we get to be, you know, 43? Like, I don't understand. I thought I was 20 still. And, like, you don't realize that, like, you don't like the ideas here from the 20-year-old now. Like, maybe you should. Like, maybe you should be open to a new idea. Jesus was open to a new idea. He came as a human. <laughs> like, that's a new idea, right? So I, I think that I have been challenged just to be open to new ideas, how things can look, how this can be, this wine could be put in a different location. It could be, and yet, it's still, as long as it's in this new wineskin that's open to new ideas, this same wine is pouring out, right? Like this, this is what is filling me. This doesn't change, right? Um, so open, open to new ideas, I think, is important. And I actually wanted to talk about that because I think that, just being like really honest, when you talk about being open to new ideas, I think it's also easy to um, almost manipulate that, like a little bit. Um, so I want to just like give a story that the Lord brought, like highlighted to me as like what I mean when I say open to new ideas. Because I don't mean driven by every wind of doctrine. I don't mean double-minded. That was a really good word I saw up here, double-minded. Those, those, I don't mean that. <laughs> so I want to go to, let's do Acts. I know I'm switching this around on you, but um, Acts chapter 17. And we're going to start at verse 11. Actually, I hope, do I have the whole story here? Okay. So Paul is like, you know, in the middle of his missionary journeys, he's going around and he's telling people, Jesus is like God. <laughs> like, it's his blood and it actually covers you and you don't have to have all these other sacrifices. He's enough. Like, he's going around telling everyone a new idea for them, right? A lot of people... They still weren't sure that Jesus was God. And he, uh, this is what it says. It says, now these, what, what's the verse before that? I'm sorry. Can you go one verse before? Yeah, let's start there. Verse 10. The brethren immediately sent Paul and Silas away by night to Berea. And when they arrived, they went into the synagogue of the Jews now, these were more noble-minded than those in Thessalonica, for they received the word with great eagerness, examining the scriptures daily to see whether these things were so. Therefore, many of them believed, along with a number of prominent Greek women and men. Was there anything else? Um, that's probably good. So, when I look at the Bereans, and it's so funny because I remember when I was a kid, this is like a little side note. When I was a kid, my parents taught the old people class at our church, their Sunday school class, and they called them the Bereans. So, like my whole life, I thought the Bereans were like the old people at Fairview Avenue Brethren in Christ Church. <laughs> so, but now I see where they probably got their name from. So, um, 
Anyway, these people, they received, first of all, that's, that's a big deal, right? They received. So a heart to like, that's like genuinely open to receive. They received the words, the message that Paul and Silas were bringing to them. And you know, there were other communities in the same chapter where that it wasn't able to be received. These guys received it, but then what did they do with it? Yeah, to me, when I read that, I felt like, like they received this thing, and then they didn't just start spouting it off again, right? They didn't go, oh, this is what he said. This is what it, you know, like just, they didn't just, they actually took it home and worked it out. They made it their own. Like, is this like Jesus in me? Jesus, you're, he's the word, right? Jesus, scriptures, they had all kinds of prophecies, I'm sure, that they were reviewing, right? Um, but like, they, so they were open to receive, and it even says eager to receive. Like, I want to hear. I want to hear. I want to be challenged. I want to try something new and see that this same Jesus is pouring out of me, Right? You know, like, I'm I eager, but, but now I'm going to take this thing home, and I'm going to work it out. I, whether that's study, whether that's walking and practicing and open to the Lord, like, where it becomes, like, organically a part of who you are. Where it's confirmed by the Lord inside of you. Not just driven this way and that way. Oh, there's a new idea. Oh, there's a new idea. Right? Not driven by every wind of doctrine or double-minded, I think this way here and that way there, but like where I'm genuinely open and eager to hear and receive of Jesus in who you are in what you bring to the table, in what this new opportunity is, in what this idea, right? Working it out in here. That is, that's new wineskin. Old wineskin doesn't have the, the flexibility or the room for you to work it out. We have to maintain a fresh, I, I like the word new, but fresh is probably more accurate, a fresh wineskin, so that all, all that he is inside of us has room to grow and expand and, like, move around, right? Um... It's all about the condition of the heart. It's not about the wine. The wine is good for different reasons in different phases of its making. It is the wineskin that has to remain conditioned to his presence and his heart. It is the wineskin that has to remain hopeful, convinced, and believing, growing, and preserving at the same time. Growing new wine, preserving old wine. I think both are a part and can be contained if you have a fresh wineskin. In Luke, Luke 10, 
verse 38. Um, can you go to the next verse? I'm not sure if I gave you the right. No, that's not the right one. Hang on. I might not have the right. Okay, I was going to say, I know that's not the right story, but I probably gave you the wrong verse. That's okay. Everyone say thank you to Mary. She's amazing up there. Yeah. Okay. Um, Now, as they were traveling along, Jesus, he, entered a village, and a woman named Martha welcomed him into her home. She had a sister called Mary, who was seated at the Lord's feet, listening to his word. But Martha was distracted with all her preparations, and she came up to him and said, Lord, do you not care that my sister has left me to do all the serving alone? Then tell her to help me. But the Lord answered and said to her, Martha, Martha, you are what? There's nothing wrong with what Martha's doing. It's who she's created to be. She's a, she loves to serve. She's a hospitality person. It's the condition of her heart was worried, fearful, anxious. Martha, you are worried and bothered about so many things. But only one thing is necessary, for Mary has chosen the good part, which will not be taken away from her. I, to me, that's another one that the Lord, like, has just been highlighting to me. It's not about what Martha was doing. It's the condition of her heart. If I live worried, anxious, and fearful, I can't, I, that's, that is a wineskin that is not going to allow this to grow and expand inside of me. We know that other things, which I think we've listed some of those, that can hinder allowing this wine of God The love, I always think of like the love of God poured out when I think of wine. I think of joy. I think of his, like his spirit. What was always meant to fill. This has room to grow and expand and deepen in a heart that is believing. In a heart that's open to new ideas. A heart that's thankful, soft, forgiving. Willing, I'd say willing to pioneer something new. That's a lot, right? If you try to pioneer something new in an old wineskin, it's it's not going to work out. And these things right here, disappointed, like a heart that's living disappointed. I don't mean you like we're disappointed because, I don't know. The straw- I, I get disappointed when I buy strawberries from the grocery store and they're fuzzy already. But I don't mean like that kind of disappointed. I mean like a disappointed heart, right? Bitter, anxious, doubt, hard, like not able to penetrate, double-minded, rigid, unforgiving. That herd mentality, that was an interesting one that you added. So, my challenge, I guess, for me, is like, how do I keep this, my heart condition, who I am, like this person that has this filling me, right? This is what I'm carrying, wine. Like, think of wineskins, right? It's, what, it's how you carry wine. It's how you pour it out. It's how you store it. It's, that's me. That's you. That's us with God. How do I keep this container fresh? 
new, able to value the old and new wine that fills. Who wants to contribute? You have any ideas? Things you want to say in response? Things that you think of? I think not everything new is good. And I think we need to always seek out where not only is it biblically backed, but also that it's healthy for us. And not everything old is bad. Like a lot of our traditions, some are good, some are bad. And just some things that are old, like, for example, if old is like a rock, unchanging, that's good in some aspects that we're all, as long as we're always pointed towards God, but there's also bad in that we can never change where we look or what we do. I'm trying to figure out how to put this into words. Um... So I have three children, and my older ones have obviously gone ahead of their younger brother, and so every once in a while, younger brother, in a desperation attempt to contribute wisdom and great insight to his older siblings' life, will, will say things, and they will just correct him pretty coldly and abruptly. And I'm thinking about how, and for, for Tice, these are new ideas. For his brother and sister, these are boring or tried or imp whatever. They, he, they have disdain for it. And Ty said something the, a day or two ago, and both siblings sort of like disdainfully, arrogantly, oppressively even <laughs> corrected him. Uh, and he wasn't off. He was just sharing how he saw the world. And I, I sort of rose to his defense, but I didn't mean to. I just said, Tice, tell me more about what you're thinking. Like, tell me more about what you're seeing or how, where did that idea come from? Just sort of inviting him to open, stay open, because both siblings had sort of like harshly shut him down. And I'm thinking about how if I have a soft heart to listen to new things, even if they're not new to me, um, or even if they're incomplete or silly to me, if I have a soft heart, I'll receive that person well. I will, I will listen to them, and I will bring about more growth and um, confidence and willingness to keep trying. You know, if I receive warmly, even if the idea itself is maybe a non-starter or whatever. But if my heart is soft, I'll receive that person. And there again, it's not about the, the content itself. It's about the heart and how I receive them and what they're saying and how important that is. Well, and I sort of get that kind of spirit from those Berean people. Like, they're probably, I would say, like, you receive them. They're receiving Paul, right? his revelation of the Lord. I also was thinking, like, do you have other stories that you think of in Scripture that you would be like, this shows a heart condition right away? Do you have some? I think something similar to the new and old wineskin. Um, when after, in the New Testament, after Jesus ascended to heaven and they were bringing the Gentiles, like, sort of into the fold, there was always this, issue of making the Gentiles have Jewish traditions. And like one of them was circumcision. And it's like, well now, you know, and how they eat. And it was, that's not what the issue was about. But I also was thinking about it, I found it interesting that in the scripture it doesn't correct that Jews not keep their old traditions. It just says, don't 
don't force the Gentiles into these. So it's almost like the old wineskin and new wineskin are both coexisting together. But I think um, what, I'm, what I'm hearing you say is that you can have a fresh wineskin that holds old and you can have a fresh wineskin that holds new. Like that can, that, um, the Jews who were holding those traditions can still hold them in a wine, in a fresh wineskin and in, in a really pure place, a place that is, it's like real to them and it allows that thing to, to keep growing deep inside of them, right? Um, I don't know if that makes sense. I, that was a big thing for me when I was thinking through this, is like the wine itself can be new and old, but this heart cannot get old. This heart, though, can stay new and carry tradition in it because it, it's, it's root, that tradition for me is like really rooted in who he is, like the wine that's in there, right? Or I can have tradition held in something old that you can't challenge, you can't adjust in the slight, you know what I mean? That like it, you can't, uh, without it breaking, without it, like the wineskin itself being really brittle. Does that sound a little bit? Okay. Any other stories? I thought of Noah, like he had never seen rain before. New idea, rain's coming. <laughs> right, like to me, he was really open to the idea that, hey, there's something called rain. <laughs> like before we even talk about the boat, it's a new idea just to talk about rain. Right? Like I thought of Noah. Like do you think of other examples where like that Noah had a new, a fresh wineskin. He was able to receive an idea of something he had never seen before or experienced, right? That's, that's a new wineskin. Mary, yeah, here it is, Christmas, bring it. There was, a, there was a lot that would have been new that Mary received, right? How she had the baby, the fact that God could live in her belly, right? Like, that's probably, like, she's trying to, like, think through all these things. That's new ideas. And there probably weren't a whole lot of people that would have been able to receive that message at that time. And, I mean been hard. Any others you want to call out? Yeah. Jonah? Uh-huh. That's really, I didn't even think of that one, but that's so good. Jonah, how he had an old wineskin at first, and that really had to change on the inside of him in the whale, or the big fish. A little bit of a mess, yeah. Right. Yeah. That's a really good, and I think of like, 
you know, his intent was that they would be the new wineskin. That was his, he wanted them, inside of them, to be able to receive him. So, like, can old wineskin be made new? Yeah. So I'm thinking out loud, like, if you're kind of symbolizing that the human heart is the wineskin, right? And we're only given one. Like, this is our heart. What changes the old wineskin into a new one? And I'm thinking to myself, is it the new wine? Again, I'm thinking out loud here with y'all. Like, there's, don't get me wrong, I understand what Jesus is saying. You can't put new wine into old wineskins, but then what causes the old wineskin to become new? Yeah, like Nicodemus, for example, right? So I'm thinking that there's something about the wine, again, I'm just thinking out loud here, that could potentially make the old wineskin new again. I think so, maybe. Isn't that the challenge, is that our hearts staying new, but, but when we get in a bitter place, being made new. And I don't know that that would be something we can see in like the actual um, process of making wine in a natural way, their wineskins. I don't know, I did not read, like, I didn't see where they could do that. However, I think Jesus does that. I, you know, I think Jesus, I know he's made my heart new a lot of times. And I'm sure there's a lot more times that he's going to, like, have to be making my heart new. Yeah. Right. Yeah. Uh, Diane just offered, maybe this is really tied to forgiveness. Doesn't that make the heart new? Softens that heart and brings that newness about so maybe forgiveness diane with what you just said forgiving should be the wine that that's what changes the heart if you're saying like you're offering the idea that it might be the wine that can change the wine skin if that's the case forgiveness might be better place there um you somebody pointed and i can hardly see so you? Go ahead. Yeah, I think uh, along the lines of what Mark was saying, and I think we're all kind of saying the same things. In Philippians, Paul talked about how Christ laid aside his divinity, not seeing it to be something that's forcibly retained, meaning he still was fully God, and he poured himself out into humanity as this new wine to participate with our old wineskin, that which had become corrupted, to make it new, right? And I think that that's the context of what he's talking about in regards to the new wine and the, and the old wineskin. It, 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 he's giving a summation of his life, death, and resurrection not just as a man, but for the one man on behalf of the whole. You know, even Paul said how, he said, we're beside ourselves, that if one died, one died for all, therefore all died in the death of Christ, and all shall live in the, his newness of life. That's why we need to preach the gospel, because not everyone knows they're new. 
and that they now can participate in this newness of life, in this new wine, right, which bursts the old wineskin, right? And so it's, we're not thrown back onto ourselves. How do we become a container for the new wine? Because we're in Christ, because of his life, death, and resurrection. Amen. <laughs> and I love that you said, like, they don't even know that they're new. I like how you said that. That's... Um, as far as going from the old to new, um, the thing that came to mind is, especially with uh, David, it talks about um, the whole praise and gratitude thing. There's like, there's, especially in his part of his life where his soul was definitely in the way, but yet he, like, he, like, he pretty much, he pretty much is able to turn his soul to praising the Lord and being, make it a fresh kind of thing. Like, especially in the Psalms, I think it's like 150 or whatever, it says like, okay, I'm feeling this way, but yet my soul will praise the Lord and I will, like, he still, but he saw ahead, like, the new things still. Um, so he's able to take the old things and the things that already happened and still shift them because they have that gratitude and thanksgiving, like she, I think Diane said earlier. Um, I just came to mind because the gratitude and praise and thanksgiving else were tied together. Um, but. Well, and I'm wondering that process of a wineskin being made new. It's like I'm trying to remember what all I read. You know, like when I was researching that. And maybe there, was, maybe there is something even in the natural where if you soak a wineskin or something that it can like restore its, I need to research that again and like actually pay more attention to that part of the, <laughs> that part of it. Yeah. Okay, the interesting um, progression of Mark is that when Jesus has this interaction, he hasn't named the 12 disciples yet, all right? So, like, that happens, like, two chapters later or something. So, when it says his disciples are with him, it's just, like, everybody who's following him, like, every, every single person. So, I look at this story much more as, like, a warning to the Pharisees because it's, it's interesting because the Pharisees are there operating on very old wineskins. Then you have John the Baptist who's there who's kind of bridging both. Because if you, who was like, who was supposed to be the next high priest, you know, whatever. It was supposed to be John the Baptist. But this dude is in the forest eating crickets, and people are like, I don't know, but he's operating, he's fasting, and he's operating in it. And Jesus is almost giving a warning to the Pharisees and saying, hey, you ain't, you think John's crazy. I'm about to name 12 disciples, and they're, they're about to start casting out demons, and you're not going to be able to accept it because you're still like, hey, why aren't you fasting? And it's more like, hey, here's a warning. You're about to see some crazy stuff, all right? And here's also an invitation. You actually can participate in it if you decide that I can be a new wineskin. So later down the road, he says, like, to, you know, he says, oh, you have to be born again. And then, wait, do I have to actually be? He says it very much like nobody puts, like, like this is a common thing. Nobody would do this because it's almost dumb to do, right? Unless you decide in my heart that I am going to be new. So I look at this story way more like a warning to the Pharisees, like, hey, what you're about to see is going to blow your mind, and everything that you're holding is going to burst and fall to the ground. Like, you're not going to be able to deal with it. Now, it kind of also it more ties with the, the story with Martha um, and Mary, um, because in Martha's mind, she's doing what Jesus needs. But it's actually Mary that's not actually getting like, like her need fulfilled, but she is actually doing what Jesus needs. What Jesus needs is for you to listen. Right? Like we always think like, oh, what Jesus needs is for me to serve, 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 serve. And Jesus is like, no, what I need you to do right now is listen. And so many times we miss the listening because we're too busy serving. And, he, and he's like, oh, the better way is the fulfilling the thing that I need. And that could be new wine skin for us, or new wine for us because we're always like, well, serve, 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 but we're not listening. far as new and old wineskins, uh, I think of a time years ago when 
one of my brothers had constantly picked on me and uh, I hated him. Uh, I hated him with a passion and I couldn't forgive him. And so I think of that being like an old wineskin, like it literally took God touching me and letting me let it go uh, of my bitterness and my pain and my hate for him. Now I love him, and I love spending time with him, and uh, I have forgiven him, obviously, but it took God touching me that I could then be healed and let go and forgive. So to me, that's old wineskin and new wineskin where God was the one who bridged the gap and allowed me to have a new wineskin. I did a quick Google if it helps with the renewing of the wineskin. and soaked in oil. Did you see any more? So just thank you for bringing that up because I want to find out. <laughs> I'm sure there's better things. I'm just reading the first thing that came up here. To recondition wineskin, an old wineskin needs to be cleaned and then soaked in oil. The wineskin is soaked until it's rejuvenated to its supple and soft state to be ready for new wine. So it can be made new. Uh -huh. So I'm glad you just looked it up because, and I just checked on the kids, and he's like, what do we do with old holsters? We have to work on them. And so we were talking about this, and I work with leather a fair bit. So yes, you can rejuvenate them. But you don't, you, you have to be, you, there is a danger in soaking them for too long. If you soak them for too long, too much will get in there and it will dissolve them. So what Ben was saying, with the Pharisees, new wine's put into them, it soaks into it, it's going to destroy it. So you have to sit and you have to put enough oil into it, let it soak, put enough oil into it, and you have to sit there and work it and work that leather to be supple before and add, slowly add more to it. So like what Mark was saying with forgiveness, we have to, you can't just put it in, but, oh, we're good, and let it, let it go. You have to work at it. So moving forward, with the, you know, if it takes a while for, for the wine skins to be rejuvenated, that's something to accept and to be expected. And that, that actually, as soon as you said that, Frederick, I thought of uh, Saul that became Paul, right? Because when he was transformed, he didn't just immediately, like they, there was a period of time, right? Before he like, like I think oftentimes we think, oh, he was blinded, found like for years, right? So there was that time to learn, yeah, from Jesus himself. Mm-hmm. For years. Okay. Thank you. I, I just want to say thank you for discussing this with me. Like, I just, um, I, I just want, I just told the Lord, like, I want to learn whatever I can about this, but I just really want my heart to be new, fresh, like, able to carry well and to, to have him grow inside of me well, right? Um, but thank you so much for sharing your ideas, and I feel like I have a better picture of it just from listening to y'all talk, so thank you. Um, Jesus, we just thank you for new wine. We thank you for old wine. <laughs> thank you that you have been yourself through all the ages, and you will forever be Jesus, Father, Creator, Lover, Friend, the one who makes all things new.
just open our hearts, like just lay them like open before you to clean and soak and remove things from us that aren't supposed to be there to open us up to all that you are. And we love you. Amen. All right, guys. Thank you. Merry, yeah, Merry, Merry Christmas. I mean, I know next week you'll say that too. But World Harvest Outreach is located in Chambersburg, Pennsylvania, but we have family around the world. To connect with us, visit us at whocenterpa.com.